Welcome to episode 6 of the Two Key Geeks podcast. In this episode, the geeks go to GalaxyCon in Richmond, Virginia. A little bit of backstory here, Daniel. We have family in Richmond, correct? Uh, yes. So we did not have any intention of going to this convention. However, we saw it pop up and there was a really good guest list. I just happened to be on the computer at work one day and realized that flights were extremely cheap. So we booked us a flight and headed up. We already had a free place to stay, so it didn't really affect anything for us to go up there. So our grandmother lives in Richmond along with our uncle and one cousin. I started looking at flights when I saw how good the guest list for the convention was, and I wound up picking us up some tickets on the Greyhound of the Sky, also known as Spirit. Yep, Spirit Airlines. Uh, we flew round trip from Fort Lauderdale to Richmond for, I think it was $103 per person. Super cheap. Super, super cheap. We were sardine canned into that airplane, but it really wasn't that bad. The flight up was actually fairly empty. We were able to spread out a little bit and have some room. Yeah, the flight up was really nice. Yeah. Uh, flight back, we'll get to. Not so much. We had to get up super early to go to the airport. What time did we leave here? Like four o'clock in the morning? Four. Yeah, yeah. Real early. It was really, really early. And I was wholly unprepared. It, if you haven't flown Spirit before, you cannot take carry-ons or suitcases. You can, but they cost more than the airplane ticket did. So we rolled all our clothes up, throw them in a backpack, and hit the road. It's a pretty good way to travel if you can work within their parameters. If you have to check bags, you're going to spend more money than it would cost to just book on a, I don't want to say a better airline, but a better airline. So we got to Richmond. Our uncle picked us up. It was freezing. I was not prepared. We've lived down here now. I've been here like one of my ninth year. You're going into your third. Third year. <laughs> So I was not prepared. It was 34 degrees when we landed. I don't own a jacket. I have one, but it says sheriff on the back. So I don't wear it places, especially when I'm not armed. So I don't have a jacket. You brought like a hoodie or something with you. That's all, that's all I own. Yeah, we weren't prepared for this. It, it was fun. It was a good trip, but the weather, it was very, very cold. So a little bit of history. The parent company of GalaxyCon, which is ReadPop, last year bought the Supercon convention series. So we have Florida Supercon here in Miami every summer, and that convention got bought by the parent company of GalaxyCon. So this was a good chance to check out how they ran their cons and get everything set up and what the layout is. It was a, a nice way to see that. So we went to the convention on February 29th, which was a Saturday. The convention center was downtown, which seems to be a theme. It was, uh, what is it, Daniel? Tampa, I think, every year we go to. They're always downtown. They're always downtown. A lot of the convention centers were built in a downtown area, and that's just where they hold them. There's only so many places big enough to house this many people and much floor space. Thankfully, we had a parking pass. Our uncle works for one of the convention centers uh, doing security, so he had a pass that allowed us to park. What was it? Maybe a block away? It wasn't far, and it was real fortunate that we had that. Yeah, so we didn't have to pay to park. We didn't have to Uber in. We were able to get a space and get over there 
fairly quickly. So the doors for the convention opened at 8.30 in the morning. The convention itself, what time did it open, Daniel? Around, it opened at 10. Yeah. Thankfully, it was very well laid out. The check-in was completely painless. We walked in. They had rows and rows of tables. We showed them our QR code with our tickets we had bought online. They scanned it, and we went straight to the line. Now, I already mentioned it's 34 degrees outside. Thankfully, the lines to get into the convention were inside the convention center. That's a rare a rare treat, too. Yes, most of the time they're outside. They'll line you up around the block. So this was great to be able to wait inside, at least in the heat, while we stood there. Uh, we were in line. What time did we get there? Do you remember? No. I don't either, but it was probably about an hour before the doors opened, if I had to guess. There were a lot of people there. We got there. We had a pretty decent spot in line, but the line got got pretty... Yeah. By the time those doors opened to let people into the convention itself, there was a lot of people in that line. There were a lot. It was pretty packed. So that was great to be inside out of the cold. Again, they had plenty of people to help get through the check-in process. It was no problem whatsoever. We were probably checked in within 30 seconds of walking in the Everything door. Everything was real streamlined, which was nice to see. It was. Uh, one thing that wasn't streamlined was the actual line to get into the convention. Because as you can imagine, think of a very, very long hallway. And there's multiple doors going into the convention. So once enough people got there, they doubled the line. So technically, we should have been probably... At least in the front half of the line. Yeah, they're, yeah. But when they actually opened the doors, chaos rather ensued. And instead of going the direction that we should have gone and the line moving together, everybody kind of ran for an entrance. And we wound up really probably in the back three quarters of the line, if I had to guess. Yeah, it was crazy. It worked out. I mean, it really didn't hurt anything. But that part of it was fairly poorly managed. They didn't have any ropes up or any uh, employees there telling people which way to go. They told us how to line up, and then when it came time to open the doors, they were nowhere in sight. So. Yeah, I always feel like those places, these places that have the conventions are always severely understaffed on uh, or undersupplied on those rope barriers. You would think that that would be something that a convention center would have, but maybe I'm off base here. So once we got in, there were a lot of vendors. There were some vehicles inside. They had a replica of the Supernatural Impala, a replica of Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. It wasn't the correct year, but it was still neat to see it. I do love seeing the prop cars. Yeah, they're really cool. My daughter loves Supernatural. I sent her a picture of the Supernatural Impala, which we actually used to have one of those Impalas, and I've been trying to buy it back for about... I don't know, six years now? Five years? Because it showed up over by your house in Louisiana right after the flood, which was in 16. So four years. But I can't get in contact with who owns it now. It was our grandfather's car, a 67 four-door hardtop, same car they used in the movie. Ours was a factory big block car, air conditioning. Very, very cool old car. And it the our grandfather's car, the one that got sold years ago, is sitting probably 150 yards from Daniel's house in Louisiana, and I have not been able to find out who owns it to buy it. I would pay a ridiculous amount of money for that car to get it back, but alas, I'm still working on it. They also had a really cool 
He-Man photo op, and you know way more about He-Man than I do. So that was that was really cool to see because I've never, I, you know, we we go to a lot of conventions, but I've never seen the setup with the full size Battle Cat and the full size Panther with the and never you know furry that you could get on and take pictures with. Yeah, that was really cool. It was basically like a grown up size diorama from He-Man, like the mountains, the paintings, backdrops, and then they had the Battle Cats, two different ones. And you could pick any number of weapons and climb up there and take pictures. I think it was like 20 bucks or something. But it was really cool it to see. It was really cool. And it, it was fresh. You could still smell the paint where they had just finished it right before the doors opened. But it was a cool thing to see. Not something that we have seen at a convention before. Uh, there's usually, you know, a Funko box or a Star Wars uh, card. Something that you can take pictures with. But nothing nearly this elaborate. Uh, dynamic. I'm sure this is a vendor that came in and paid for the space and did this, but it, it was super, super cool. So the big thing we go to a lot of conventions for is autographs. The autograph area at this convention was really tight. Uh, the aisles were not super wide. The, it, was, it was one of the most claustrophobic ones we've been to maybe ever. It, it was very claustrophobic once people started filing into it. As, peop, as it got busier and busier... The lines for each celebrity were what, Daniel? You measured it. Oh, no, the, the line, the, the width of the aisles that you first stand in were only about 14 inches. Yeah, so you're at 14 inches wide. Most people are wider than that. And no, they, they want you standing in this little narrow tape line on the floor and snaking about as the line moves. It was really tight. Like, you are touching people on both sides, and... I'm not super claustrophobic, but I don't like that. I want a little bit of space to breathe. We actually, while we were waiting in line for Transformers autographs, we talked about uh, getting some chairs to take to the line. Some, some portable chairs, collapsible. You had found one that was like a stool. Yeah, it's a stool that, that you twist and it expands out, and then you, it comes with a carrying case. I think that those are something that we're going to invest in. I recently saw another company has come out with the little camping chair style things that are the size of a water bottle, but they're really expensive. They're like a hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, these weren't quite that bad. These were like 40. Yeah, that's it's going to be something that we get before too long because there's quite a bit of waiting involved at the conventions. So the lines are 14 inches wide. That sucked. They really could have opened that up a little bit and sacrificed something on the other side. There was a huge area on the opposite end of the arena from the autograph area, which had a wrestling rink and hundreds of chairs. And that area, anytime we walked by there, was really not that busy. So I feel like they could have given up a little bit of space and given us, you know, make the aisles 18 inches wide, at least. Anything, yeah, anything would have been better than what it was because it was pretty terrible. It was pretty tight. Uh, this convention did have VIP. You know how, if you listen to our podcast, you know how we feel about VIP. I don't think that people should be able to pay more and get better access or more access just because they had more money to spend. It costs enough to go to these things as it is. However, at this convention, they did have a lot of employees and volunteers, so it was very well managed. You really didn't notice it as much at this convention, I don't think. You really didn't notice it. I didn't really. It was more annoying in like the Transformers lines than any other lines. Did you notice it anywhere else being an issue? No, not really. 
it, it wasn't too, too bad. The VIP at this one, I, I have to give a lot of props to the convention. The last couple of shows we've been to were super short on volunteers, short on employees. This one was not. There was somebody at every area with information that you could ask. The, if they were closing down the line for a photo op or a panel, they would tell you. They would tell you when they're going to be back. It was pretty well managed, I thought. What do you think? I was really impressed with the management, and with the, especially in the autograph area. That was really nice to see, just the how quick they got. You know, they did get people through the lines pretty quick. They did. It all in all, it wasn't too too bad. It was fairly well managed chaos. It was packed Saturday. That's always the busiest day. Yeah, that's the only day we ever hardly go. Yeah, I know. I don't know what's wrong with us, but nonetheless, it was very well managed. Kudos to the Galaxy Con team for at least putting together that part. The autograph area needs more room next year, but the employee situation was great. So the guest list at this convention that really caught our eyes, and that's why we traveled over a thousand miles away to go to it, was very good. For a smaller convention, Richmond is not known for its geek scene or comic scene or anything else. Not broadly. If you hear think of Comic-Con, you think of Megacon in Orlando, you think of the Wizard World Cons, uh, San Diego, New York, uh, Emerald City in Seattle. You don't really think of Richmond, uh, but Richmond showed up. It was a really big crowd, a lot of people there, and it was great. It was a good convention. So the guest list, Alan Oppenheimer was there. We've seen Alan at other conventions here. I believe you got an autograph. Or was it yeah. Tampa? Kerry got his autograph in Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. So Alan was there. Brett Cullen, who played Thomas Wayne from the new Joker movie, as well as a myriad of other parts from shows like Lost and several other big-name productions was there. I did not know he was going to be there, but that was a pleasant surprise. We had LeVar Burton from Star Trek. There were quite a bit of Star Trek. We had LeVar Burton, Marina Sirtis, Will Wheaton, William Shatner. All of them showed up for this convention. We had the View Askew crew, which was one of the big draws for us at this year's convention. We had Brian O'Halloran, Jason Mews, which we've seen places. Shannon Elizabeth was there. And the big one is Jeff Anderson. Jeff has been out of the comic scene, or the convention scene, I may say. For what, Daniel? Probably better than 10 years? Long time. Yeah, he hasn't done a convention, to my knowledge, in a, in a very long time. And this was his first convention back. Uh, recently, there's a company called Lilu Multiprops, and they do private signings, very similar to what Mintage and Zobi and several of the other companies do. But somehow they managed to get a signing with Jeff, and through that process, they wound up helping, I guess, mend the bridges between him and Kevin Smith. And shortly thereafter, Jeff signed up with their entertainment uh, manager that manages all of the VSQ people and started booking convention appearances again, which is amazing because it, it's not clerks without Jeff. Uh, it's, everybody, else, everybody else is great, but you have to have a Randall to your Dante. You just have to. You can't... Can't not have it. So it was great for him to be back. Who else was there, Daniel? Oh, we had uh, Cooper Andrews. I'm sure everybody knows, at least has seen a, a movie with him. He was in he was in Lost as well, and he was in uh, the new Star Wars films, the sequel trilogy. 
Yeah, he was also in The Walking Dead. He was in the, yeah, well, he's, uh, as far as I know, he's still in The Walking Dead. I'm a little behind. I am too. I'm like three seasons behind. He was also in Shazam. He was. He played, uh, he played the foster father. Yep, the good dad. The good dad. So, Cooper Andrews, who else? Oh, we had Frank Welker and Peter Cullen of Transformers fame. That's the voice of Megatron and Optimus Prime, respectively. Yes, and I believe they did the voices also from the 80s cartoons all the way through the new uh, Michael Bay disasters, correct? Yeah, oh, well, they, uh, they, all, they all did. Peter Cullen did reprise Optimus Prime, and Frank Welker did do some voices. Yeah, so super cool to see them. We also had John Glover, who played in Shazam. John's also been in several other shows. Smallville, a uh, very interesting guy. Gremlins, too. Yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker was there. He kind of lumps in with the VSQ people. He's done some Kevin Smith stuff before, but he's also a lot more well-known for some of his other stuff he's done for Walking Dead and uh, some of the Marvel stuff. He was in Marvel stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I thought so. See? Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Always good That's to see Gilbert. The voice of our childhood. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I remember vividly. We watched Problem Child. I can't tell you how many times. And Problem Child too, And Gilbert was always stood out for his voice and how animated he was. Uh, actually, in person, he's very, very petite, very small guy, and very quiet. It was uh, very interesting to see how different he is in real life than he his movies and his persona is. Very quiet and very reserved. Also, we saw Tom Welling was there from Smallville. Uh, Guy Hutchinson from the Drunk on Disney podcast. I did not expect to see him. We see him in Florida all the time, but he showed up there, which was really cool. Make so, sure you check out his podcast. Yes, he has a great podcast, Drunk on Disney. It's a lot of fun. It's basically what we do with conventions, but at Disney and mostly drunk. So really cool show. Good guy. It was good to see everybody. It was a really good convention. It was well worth the trip up for the weekend. We combined it and got to see our grandmother. We got to visit with our uncle. We got to putz around Richmond a little bit. It was a multi-purpose trip. It was a multi-purpose trip. For next to nothing. I mean, this is less money than we would spend to go to Orlando. Absolutely, because we didn't have to have a hotel. We didn't have to pay gas. I mean, it was very, very inexpensive. It was a great trip. We'll, we will do it again, absolutely. There's no reason not to, especially if the flights stay as cheap as they were. So... It was a good time had by all. What did you pick up while we were in Richmond, Daniel? I got a few things. Uh, of course, I got the Transformers autographs. Peter Cullen and Frank Welker had to have those. Uh, I got Jeff Anderson added to my clerk's poster, nearly completing the signatures I'd like to see on that. And uh, I picked up some cool enamel pins. Y'all, I'm sure everybody out there listening knows that we always buy our enamel pins. We're a big fan of those. Uh, I found the, the Beetlejuice House and the Starcourt Mall from Stranger Things. That Starcourt, the Starcourt Mall pin is one of the coolest pins I've ever seen. Yeah, it glows in the dark. That's not, I don't know. I'm just a sucker for any of those glow in the dark and color change, any of that kind of stuff. Also picked up a Shin Godzilla statue from Japan. It was really cool. I don't, I don't get a big opportunity to get a lot of Godzilla stuff because it's all sold in Japan. I thought that you had lost your mind when you showed back up to me and you had this box that Shin Godzilla came in. I was like, do you realize that we flew fucking Spirit Airlines here? Like, legitimately? Oh, we made it work. We did make it work. It was actually not that bad. How did you get Shin Godzilla home? He was packed very carefully around my clothes. Out of the box, wrapped up in clothes, in a backpack. 
I don't know what the TSA people would have thought if they had actually paid attention and seen your backpack go through the scanner. It would have been interesting. I figured we would have gotten selected for random screening. But I was prepared for it. Yeah, nonetheless, it worked. Anything else you grabbed? Uh, no, that was about all. What did you get at the flea market toy store place that we went to? Uh, we always check out, so if you're ever in the Richmond area, make sure you check out Oddballs collectibles it's a really cool vintage toy store we go every time we're in virginia i picked up some new no some loose ninja turtles nothing too exciting good times eyeballs always has cool stuff it's like a a flea market type place but it has all kinds of collectibles toys models a lot of old toys old stuff yeah so cool cool store very good what about you did you pick anything up while we were in virginia you know i did I grabbed uh, the Transformers autographs as well on an 11 by 17 poster, which I now have framed and hung up in my home office slash our studio. It turned out really cool. Got that signed by Frank Welker and Peter Cullen. I was really hoping that we would be able to add to it at, uh, was it Megacon that uh, Weird Al's going to be at? Yes. But we'll talk about that in our next episode because, as you know, if you're listening to this anytime in 2020, Things have gone awry, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I got a signed picture from The Joker by Brett Cullen, which was really cool. You also got one of those. Yeah, two. I did. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. yeah that was a, a nice little surprise for the trip because it wasn't something I planned on, but it was something I was super excited about. Yeah, his autograph was really reasonable. It was like 40 bucks. He had a really cool signature. He inscribed both of ours, uh, moving Gotham forward, which was really cool. Yeah, really awesome. So that was a good one. Uh, I also added Jeff Anderson to my Clerks poster. You and I have been working on these Clerks posters for quite some time. They're 11 by 17s. They're an exclusive poster that I believe O'Halloran had done. And we have O'Halloran, now Jeff Anderson, Muse, Marilyn Gigliotti. So we're slowly getting there. I've got to find Scott Shifo and get him. He's the Chewy's gum guy. And we need Kevin Smith. And we need Kevin Smith. Uh, a couple of the people from Clerks have passed away, so they'll be not possible to get. But for the most part, we're going to complete those as best as we can. I also, speaking of Clerks, USQ, I had gotten a J.S. Silent Bob reboot poster from a friend of mine who lives in L.A. Uh, it came signed by, like, five from the cast, I believe. It's a pretty cool poster. It is a cool poster. He went to one of the screenings of the movie with the Q&A after and got it signed by Kevin, Jason Mewes, and several other people. So I added Shannon Elizabeth to that poster, which was really cool. She was very sweet. Uh, most people know her from American Pie, but she was also in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and Jay and Bob's Reboot, the new movie. Uh, it's also, that just came out. This is... March 22nd, this week that came out on Amazon Prime, so you can watch the new one for nothing if you don't want to buy it. But I suggest buying it. Support Kevin. Yep, all the time. So I grabbed that. I added John Glover, who was the villain's father from Shazam, and I also added Cooper Andrews, who was the foster dad from Shazam, to my Shazam poster. They're joining Zachary Levi and Asher Angel. A funny story behind that, though, I went to John Glover's table, and he's a very odd man, very strange. He asked me if I wanted anything on there. I said, well, can you just write the character name? And he could not remember his character name, so he signed it and wrote the bad dad at the bottom. Well, when I went to Cooper Andrews' table, I asked him if he would put the same thing, and then I thought about it a second. I told him the story that John couldn't remember his character name, so he signed it as the good dad. That's awesome. 
It is awesome. Uh, he told us a pretty cool story. He said that uh, John Glover was not originally cast in that role. They had someone else picked, and they got all the way up to shooting, and that person could not be there. So they recast John Glover as the villain's father in that movie, and it was a last-minute thing. He didn't have any notice, and he wasn't really surprised that he forgot about it. But it was a cool story to go along with it, and it's a really neat poster. That's one of the things I like the most about these conventions, are coming away with these really cool stories. Absolutely. From, these, from one-on-one encounters that you have with these celebrities and people that we admire. I also added Alan Oppenheimer. I have a never-ending story picture that I got from the BAM box that came signed by Noah. The picture that I have is Atreyu standing with Falcor, and Alan Oppenheimer played Falcor, so he signed that picture along with it. I added a signature to that one. I also snagged up a couple of exclusive con convention comics, uh, Rick and Morty and one other one, and I got GalaxyCon had a really cool pin. It's their little spaceship GalaxyCon logo with Rick from Rick and Morty riding it. That was a limited edition, I believe, one in 600 for that pin. It was, and this is a good time to tell you something I haven't told you yet, because I also bought this pin, and when I was setting up, I have a, all my pins displayed on a board, a cork board, a real nice one, and when I opened that pin to take out of its package, I flipped it over, and in the serial number on the back, it's number two. Number two? Number two of 600. Holy crap, that's cool. So I grabbed one of the pins. I also grabbed a GalaxyCon challenge coin. I collect challenge coins as well. It turned out pretty good. It was a good convention. Uh, the rest of the trip, we kind of hung out with our family, visited, and then we flew back. Now, the flight back was not as relaxing as the flight up. No, and of course, I had to get seated next to one of those people. Oh, yeah, you sat next to a Karen, didn't you? I did. Uh, policing the entire plane. She was. Uh, this lady that sat next to Daniel, our seats were split. We were both on an aisle across from each other. And this lady that sat next to Daniel, this flight was sold out. When I checked in the day before, they asked us if we would give up our tickets for credit because it was overbooked. And I said no because we had to get home. This lady, who had to have gotten the same message that we did, sat in no less than four people's seats before she went to her own seat. Yeah, she was all over the plane. Up and down, in and out. She had constantly in and out of the aisle. The people in front of me were very rudely watching something on their phone without headphones. And I guess she thought that it was me. She did. So she gets up and comes and stands over these people and is just being incredibly rude, making statements like, oh, I think they, that they need to buy a set of headphones or... She's just making a scene. Yeah, she was really being rude. She finally sat down and shut up. But I have to say, the plane on the flight back was not the same plane we flew up on, obviously. It and was much tighter. It was much tighter. The seats in this plane were like plastic with just a cloth covering over them. They were cafeteria chairs. They yeah. blue ones. Yeah. I would basically say that the armrests on these seats were about four and a half inches long. The seat didn't recline. The tray is not big enough. If you have an <laughs> iPhone Plus, it's not fitting on the tray. Those are the smallest plane trays I have ever seen. So it was very tight. Everybody was squeezed in like sardines. We weren't delayed or anything. We got home on time, so it was fine. Uh, yeah, I can deal with a lot for an hour or two, but the Karen next to Daniel really didn't help the situation. So we did make it back. It was a good trip. 
It was a great convention. No regrets. I would go back anytime. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a fun one. I'm glad we went. And even after flight and purchases, it was still less than we spend at a local convention. It really was. We don't go to a lot of out-of-town conventions, but the combination of having family there, we don't have to rent a car, we don't have to rent a hotel, we don't have to pay gas. It, it wound up being a very affordable trip for us. So it was a good time had by all. I'm really curious to see what Pop does with the Supercon franchise now that they own that. So we'll hopefully find out this year. I don't know. Right now I'm scheduled to work the week of Supercon, but it may be delayed. So we'll go from there. And remember, no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, stay geeky.